the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to Series 19, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 Asian Cup, played in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group C, Iran, UAE, Palestine, and Hong Kong. Here we go! It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 19. I'm Kevin. And I'm Connor. And today we are looking at Group C for the Asian Cup 2023 tournament, which takes place in January 2024. And this group is made up of Iran, the United Arab Emirates, Palestine, and Hong Kong. Yeah, and we usually give some information about our past, present, and future media casts at this point, but we'll keep it short. Uh, if you want that, we'll actually direct you to the video on our YouTube homepage, which covers that information. And the address is on the screen there, and it can also be found in the show notes. Yeah, we'll just say here that a couple of series are still current. That's Series 9 on African Cup 2023 qualifying. That tournament taking place in January 2024 also. And Series 14 on Euro 2024 qualifying. Um, and again, they can be found in our YouTube playlist and on our podcast homepage on our website. Again, the link available in our show notes. Super. Okay, and we'll also be doing a series on the players for the Asian Cup and uh, possibly an update podcast closer to the actual tournament. Uh, meanwhile, let's get on with this group. Yeah, so this uh, series previews a 20, uh, 2023 uh, Asian Cup history, and it features a deep dive into the history of the regional tournament for each of those teams. And we're going to cover our usual information. Yeah, so let's look at the three sections that we divide the podcast into here, or the media cast. And part one, uh, we introduce the teams in the group. Uh, part two, we do an in-depth team-by-team overview. Yeah, and this series features a deep dive into each team's history in their regional cup, the Asian right, Cup. The Asian Cup, and part three will be a comparison of the team in terms of rankings, head-to-heads, uh, head-to-head records, and we're going to end with a discussion of uh, their prospects and our predictions for the group. That's right. All right, I think we can uh, jump into it. All right, well, let's begin with part one, where we basically give an introduction of the countries. Yeah, uh, we'll start with Iran. Yeah, sorry, Connor. <laughs> yeah, we'll start with Iran. Their nickname is Team Meli, which is the national team in Persian, also known as the Persian Lions. Um, so Iran is one of the largest countries in Asia, and it's a bridge between the Middle East uh, and the rest of Asia, uh, bordering um, Turkmenistan, Afghanistan, and Pakistan. Um, to the east. Um, and Iran is a, also fairly large in terms of population as it has 89 million people. Okay. Uh, second country is uh, United Arab Emirates or UAE. Yeah, so uh, the UAE, their nickname is Al Sakur or the Eagles. Um, and the UAE is a state lying on the southern end of the Persian Gulf. Um, it borders Saudi Arabia and Oman and is also a near neighbor to both Iran and tournament host Qatar. Um, and the UAE has a population of 9.5 million people. Okay, team number three, uh, Palestine. Yeah, Palestine, they're known as 
Al Muntakab, uh, which is the national team um, in Arabic. Um, so Palestine is a state with a, with a complex history and disputed borders, um, but it comprises two main territories, um, the West Bank and the smaller Gaza Strip. And both of those are primarily surrounded by Israel. Um, and those two territories uh, give Palestine a population of 5.4 million people. All right. And uh, last uh, one is Hong Kong. Hong Kong, nicknamed the Dragons. So Hong Kong is a city-state uh, located at the mouth of the Pearl River in southeastern China. And Hong Kong has 7.5 million people. Um, and it's actually one of the most densely populated territories in the world, as all those millions of people are squeezed into just uh, a little more than a thousand square kilometers. Wow. And when you describe Palestine, I thought that sounded pretty crowded, but uh, <laughs> Hong Kong has them beat. Uh, let's actually just finish this section with a comparison because uh, Connor threw out a bunch of numbers there, but we'll compare them in terms of their population size. Yeah, so by far the biggest country in terms of population is Iran. It has 89 million people. Um, the other three countries are all below 10 million. Um, UAE is closest to that figure at 9.5 million people. Um, it's about 2 million people larger than Hong Kong, which has 7.5 million. And Hong Kong is about 2 million people more than uh, Palestine, which is um, 5.4 million people. All right, so uh, Iran, the biggest uh, country by far there, and the others fairly fairly similar. That's right. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to part two, where we uh, look mostly at the history of the teams. Um, and uh, we begin with Iran, uh, Iran, whose first international game was in 1941. And we'll begin just with a kind of an overview of their participation and their strength. So Iran's entry into the World Cup in 1974 was surprisingly late and uh, it was inconsistent as they didn't enter in 1982 and then were disqualified in 1986. Uh, they've particip participated consistently only since 1990. Um, they first entered qualification for the Asian Cup much earlier than that in 1960. Uh, that was the second edition of the Asian Cup. And they have participated consistently there, except for 1964, when they refused to enter the cup, which was held in Israel. Uh, do you want to do the next part? Yeah, so um, Iran's local group um, was the West African Football Federation, where they played amongst Middle Eastern teams. Sorry, However, uh, that's a West Asian Football Federation. Oh, sorry. Yeah, West Asian Football Federation, where they played against uh, Middle Eastern teams. However, in 2014, they moved to CAFA, which is the Central Asian Football Association, and that's made up mostly of countries ending in Stan. Um, they generally dominated the local cups from 2000 until um, golf teams joined the WAF, or West Asian Football Federation, in 2009-10. And that was actually likely what prompted their move to their more eastern locality, where they won its first tournament that was held in 2023. That's right. Now, in terms of strength, uh, Iran is a top-tier team in Asia, uh, reaching the World Cup in five of the last seven editions. At the global level, they're not so strong, having never passed the group stage. Uh, however, they almost always pass the group stage of the Asian Cup, and they have won the title, which we'll detail uh, when we get into the Asian Cup history. 
Uh, let's move on to kind of a bit of a closer look at their World Cup uh, history. Right. So Iran joined the World Cup stage long after the Asian Cup, uh, their first entry in 1974, coming after they had won their second Asian Cup title. Despite this, they did not qualify in 1974, but did in 1978, where they earned a 1-1 one, uh, draw with Scotland. It proved to be enough. Iran withdrew in 1982 and were disqualified in 1986 for refusing a FIFA ruling to play their home games on neutral ground. From 1990, they participated consistently, but did not show the strength they continued to show in Asian Cup play. For the most part, it was an inverse relationship, reaching two more Cups in 1998 and 2006, while reaching only the quarterfinals of the subsequent Asian Cups. In both cases, Iran lost two of their games um, that's at the World Cup finals, and their journey ended at the group stage. From 2014, they reached the World Cup every time, again losing two games and finishing below uh, an advancing spot. 2018 was their closest brush with passing the group stage, finishing just a point behind uh, the two advancing teams. Right, I think that was uh, Spain and Portugal there. Okay, well, we're not focused so much on the uh, World Cup this time, but the uh, the regional cup. So we'll begin with an overview of the re uh, uh, regional cup before doing the deep dive. Um, Iran struggled in the early Asian Cups, not participating in the first edition in 1956, failing to qualify in 1960, and then withdrawing in 1964. Since 1968, though, they have reached every cup and only once in 1992 did they fail to pass the group stage. Indeed, they ruled the Asian Cup from 1968 to 76, winning three times in a row. However, they have not reached the final since 1976, despite taking third place regularly. From 2007 to 15, they were stopped at the quarterfinal stage uh, three times in a row, but in 2019, they reached the semifinal which is more commensurate with their World Cup record. All right, that's an overview. And let's uh, jump into the uh, deep dive here. All right. So after a troubled start in the Asian Cup, Iran earned their first entry to the tournament in 1968, uh, qualifying as host. The format was a five-team round robin with no finals. They won all games and finished atop the group of what now seems a surprising collection of finalists finishing in the following order, uh, Burma, Israel, Chinese Taipei, and Hong Kong. Yes, uh, 1976, um, uh, sorry, 1972 was a more traditional format, uh, though with a three-team group stage. Uh, they won both games over Iraq and host Thailand, which led them to the semi-finals where they beat uh, Khmer Republic, that is now Cambodia. And then in the final, they beat South Korea to win their second title. Uh, and then they made it three in a row in 1976, um, hosting that tournament and beating China in extra time of the semi-final and then Kuwait in the final. Yeah, successful period. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1980 edition was hosted by Kuwait, who knocked Iran out in the semi-final, a win over North Korea earning Iran uh, third place. In 1984, they tied two of the four group stage games, um, as they had in 1980, uh, 
this time uh, to the unlikely India and Singapore, the tournament hosts. They lost to Saudi Arabia on penalties in the semi-final and then lost to Kuwait on penalties in the third place match to finish fourth. It was also fourth again in 1988, this time losing on penalties to China uh, after uh, once again falling to Saudi Arabia in the semifinals. So some unfortunate penalty luck for Iran there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, 1992, uh, as we said in the overview, was their worst performance. Uh, that's the only time they failed to pass the group stage. They actually started well with a win over North Korea, and then they tied UAE. Uh, but in the third game, they lost to host uh, Japan, and uh, that saw them finish third in the group stage and not advance. 1996 saw the tournament expand to 16 teams and included a quarterfinal round. But the result was all too similar, familiar, sorry, uh, going out at the hands of Saudi Arabia once again in the semi-final, even though they had beaten them in the group stage. That came down to a penalty shootout, um, and eight years later in 2004, uh, they lost to host China the same way, uh, winning the third place match uh, on both occasions though. Right, and then in between in 2000, uh, they had knocked out... Um... Uh, they were knocked out in the quarterfinals by South Korea in extra time. Uh, and in 2007 and 2011, it, it ended exactly the same way. Uh, quarterfinal losses to South Korea on penalties in 2007 and uh, in extra time in 2011. 2015 saw them win all group stage games and they met Iraq in the quarterfinals for arguably the best Asian Cup game ever. A regular time saw a goal for each side and a controversial second yellow just before half time to an Iranian for feigning injury. Extra time featured four goals, ending with Iraq scoring on a penalty at 116 minutes and Iran equalizing at 118, as well as a fracas over a perceived dangerous foul on their keeper. It then went to penalties where each side missed their first shot but converted their next six. Iran missed the 15th penalty, but Iraq scored their 16th to win. Uh, the drama did not end there, as Iran delayed their return home in order to pursue an appeal of an Iraqi player that should have been ineligible due to a banned substance use at club level, but the matter was dismissed by AFC. Yes, uh, did you? Uh, I don't think you watched that game, but uh, I gotta say that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Amazing, between two old rivals, nonetheless. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which uh, kind of added to it. They're kind of ill-tempered uh, through all that. Um, anyway, that was their third quarterfinal finish uh, during a period where they regularly started qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, but they rectified the, that to a degree in 2019, which we will uh, kind of look at in closer detail in the recent tournament section. Uh, but um, it strikes me that we forgot to uh, look at their local level, Connor. So um, we should go back and do the overview uh, of their local level because it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So the local group, as you mentioned, was the West Asian Football Federation, uh, originally consisting of six members. Um, that was Iran, Iraq, Jordan, Lebanon, Palestine, and Syria. Uh, Iran won four of the first five tournaments from the first edition in 2000 until 2008, uh, hosting two of those. In 20, 2009 to 2010, 
Seven Gulf nations joined the Federation, making the competition tougher. And in 2012, Iran did not even pass the group stage. In 2014, and perhaps in response to this, Iran threw their alliances east to join the Central Asian Football Association, or CAFA. Uh, that group, made up mostly of countries ending in Stan, uh, was slow in setting up their local tournaments, uh, for senior men at least, um, but had their first tournament in 2023, so just this year, and that was hosted by Uzbekistan, and Iran won it. Yeah, that's right. So that uh, that uh, kind of local uh, area just getting underway, although uh, in youth and, and women's soccer, they have... Uh, uh, been going for longer, but they took a while to get their act together for the men's soccer. Okay, let's uh, now move on to their recent uh, history, uh, looking over their, their last tournaments, beginning with the Asian Cup in 2019. Yeah, so Iran had, uh, had no trouble qualifying uh, for the tournament. Um, and then at the tournament, um, they uh, finished top of their group stage ahead of Iraq, whom they tied on points, Vietnam and Yemen. Uh, in the round of 16, in this now expanded tournament, um, they beat Oman 2-0 and then beat China 3-0 in the quarterfinals, but lost by that same score 3-0 to Japan in the semifinals. So the semifinals proving a, an impassable hurdle for Iran once again. Yeah, they were looking pretty good going into that uh, game against Japan, and uh, uh, that was kind of a uh, a fun thing too. The uh, first goal I think Japan got was uh, 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 all of Iran's defense raising their hand for an offside, with with a couple of Japanese players running in behind them, and uh, and getting the goal. And I think that cascaded into their loss. Um, okay, but at least the semi-finals there was better than the three quarter-final finishes in the Cups before that. Uh, yeah. Let's take a look at how they did in the in the World Cup uh, 2022. Yeah, so um, Iran had a consistent enough performance. They finished um, first in the round of uh, the round two group stage, um, not participating in the preliminary round, um, losing to Iraq and Bahrain away, but otherwise winning all games. Um, Hong Kong and Cambodia rounding out that group. Uh, in the final uh, Asian or World Cup qualifying round, they were they bested they were bested by South Korea, um, but those were the only points they dropped. And actually, their consistency saw them finish first in the final qualifying group. Uh, South Korea giving up their lead with the final game loss to the UAE. Mm -hmm. um, so that uh, qualified them for the World Cup. Uh, which opened with a humiliating 6-2 loss to England, but they gathered themselves for a competitive game with Wales, uh, which seemed to be headed to a goalless draw, until a red card to Wales keeper uh, aided Iran in scoring two goals deep in injury time. However, a 1-0 loss to the USA in the final game saw them finish third in the group stage. Yeah, I think their uh, goalkeeper got injured early against England and... Uh, maybe kind of threw them off uh, a little bit there. But, uh, boy, that red card against Wales, Connor, what, what did you feel? It had to be a red card. I mean, we were partisan Wales fans, but it was just unfortunate for Wales that it turned the tide of the game against them. But, um, you know, Iran kind of sensed an opportunity, so credit to them. Um, I was hoping for more from Iran in the game against the USA, which was kind of a winner goes, th winner goes through. Yeah. And, in fact, Iran only needed a draw in that game. 
Um, but I thought Iran were a bit flat, and uh, so unfortunately weren't able to pass the group stage for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I've talked to a couple of Iranians about uh, you know about the team, and they always seem to uh, uh, fall flat at these tournaments. I guess in the past, injuries uh, has been a problem and a bit of a problem here. But as you say, like that last game against USA uh, was a bit disappointing. Okay, well, the uh, next tournament was actually just this year in 2023. That was the, the first edition of the CAFA Nations Cup. How did they do there? Yeah, so they were in a three-team or a three -team group stage, which they topped with big wins over Afghanistan and Kyrgyzstan. And then they met um, Uzbekistan in the final, winning that game 1-0. Right, Uzbekistan, the host of there. And uh, the last thing we look at is they're qualifying for this tournament. And I guess we don't need to say much about it because it's the same as uh, 2022 World Cup qualifying, hey? That's right. By virtue of topping their group, um, they moved to the last round of World Cup qualifying and qualified automatically um, for this tournament, finishing head of um, Iraq, Bahrain, Hong Kong, who they meet here, and Cambodia. Yeah, so kind of a clever arrangement of things in Asia. The uh, uh, While... Uh, Iran went on to play the, the final round of World Cup qualifying. Uh, those teams that didn't finish in the top two here uh, went on to a further round for Asian Cup qualifying. So it's quite cleverly orchestrated. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, we were going to do a section on uh, players to kind of round out this group, but uh, we decided... Um, uh, it would make the uh, media cast too long and maybe players was a bit off topic as well, uh, taking away from the focus on teams. So uh, stay tuned because we are going to do a series uh, on the players and also we just might move this section um, uh, to an update podcast shortly before the tournament. Uh, this is more, more intended to be an overview uh, of the players, but we're actually cutting it from uh, this version. Um, but um, as we say, the, uh, we may include it later on. Meanwhile, we move on to UAE, Connor. Yes, UAE, our second team. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about their participation and strength first. Um, so the UAE first entered the World Cup in 1978, but withdrew and then didn't return until 1986, from which time they participated consistently However, they have entered the Asian Cup consistently from their first uh, edition, from their first entry in 1980. Yes, now their local chapter is the uh, West Asian Football Federation, or WAF. And um, although that group began uh, having tournaments in uh, 2000, uh, UAE and other Gulf nations didn't join until 2009 and 10, as we saw when we looked at Iran. Uh, UAE is alone among the Middle Eastern nations in eschewing the WAF tournament. They don't participate in it. And they've also ignored most Arab Cups until that competition grew in stature in 2021. They do, however, participate in the longstanding Gulf Cup of Nations, uh, entering all but the first of its 25 editions, uh, uh, additions there, so we'll take a bit of a closer look at that later. Uh, but how about uh, UAE in terms of strength, Connor? Well, UAE is really a second-tier team um, in Asia with, with some inconsistency within that range. They have reached one World Cup and been involved in two playoffs beyond the final round. 
However, they reach the final round only about half of the time. So that is consistent with their Asian Cup record where they almost always reach the Cup but are generally knocked out at the group stage. They have had two periods where they pass the group stage twice in a row, and when they have, they have always reached the final four. Uh, second place, however, is their best finish, and that was a result aided by hosting. Okay, well, let's uh, go to an overview of their World Cup uh, history. So. Um, Connor mentioned that they had reached the World Cup once. That was in 1990, actually just their second entry into the competition, uh, not counting a withdrawal in uh, 1978. Uh, once at the World Cup, though, they predictably lost all games. Their next closest pass was reaching the AFC playoff in 2002. Um, that was a more lenient year for Asian teams because South Korea and Japan qualified automatically as co-hosts, so that uh, made the field a bit easier. Uh, otherwise, uh, UAE reached the final round of qualification a bit more than half the time, uh, though they are somewhat out of their depth in the final round there. In 2010, they earned only a single draw, and in 2018, a single win. In between, in 2014, they didn't even reach the final round. However, 2018 was better, and in 2022, they once again advanced beyond the final round uh, to reach the regional playoff. Yeah. Um, I'll overview now the Asian Cup. So uh, UAE have reached the Asian Cup every time since their first entry in 1980, except for 2000, when they fell to Uzbekistan, despite hosting the qualifying tournament. Until 2015, however, they only passed the group stage twice. That was two consecutive tournaments in a strong period in the early 90s, when they had reached the World Cup. They finished fourth in 92 and second in 1996 when they hosted. From 2004 to 2011, they lost two of their three games in every group stage, looking quite weak. Despite the poor showing in the 2014 World Cup qualification, the 2015 Asian Cup uh, saw a strong performance uh, where they passed the group stage for the first time since 1996 and eventually finished fourth. Uh, 2019 was also good, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that a bit later on. We are going to do a deep dive into the uh, the finals of the uh, Asian Cup there, but before we do that, we're going to look at the the uh, local situation here, uh, beginning with their uh, local group, the West Asian Football Federation, or the WAF. Yeah, so um, WAF originally consisted of six member nations. Um, but in 29, or 2009 to 10, seven Gulf nations joined, including UAE. Um, they had tournaments roughly every two years between 2000 and 2014, and then from 2019 to, to be scheduled every four years. However, the UAE is just a nominal member at this point, because as we mentioned, uh, they alone among the Arab Gulf nations have never entered a tournament. Right, so uh, never entered a tournament for WAF, and uh, yeah, pretty uh, slim participation for the Arab Cup too. Um, the uh, ambivalence towards the WAF Nations Cup is perhaps because of the existence of the Gulf Nations Cup. Uh, that's a much older competition beginning in 1970, and the UA has entered all but... Uh, all but the first of its 25 editions, as we said earlier. They've won it twice. That was in 2007 and 2013. And besides that, they have four second-place finishes, uh, most recently in 2017-18. 
that tournament took place over the new year. Uh, they have not fared well in recent years, though, uh, because they were knocked out at the group stage in 2019 and 2023. Uh, that is of the Gulf Cup. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the Africa, uh, the Arab Cup? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, um, the Arab Cup is also one they usually eschewed. Um, sidestepping its long history, the UAE entered only one of its 10 editions uh, from 1963 to 2012. Uh, that was in 1998 where they finished fourth but they also entered in 2021 when the competition became a bigger event under fifa and there they finished in the quarterfinals right okay well uh yeah a bit complex with the local situation for some of these golf teams because they're they're part of three groups but let's go back to the asian cup now because uh, our uh, special focus for this uh series is the asian cup finals deep dive uh, so do you want to start us off there yeah. So 1980 was the UAE's first entry into the Asian Cup. And apart from the years when, where they hosted, uh, there was always a qualifying competition. While that had its own drama, this deep dive focuses just on the final rounds. Yeah, UAE started uh, competitively in their first uh, tournament in 1980. Uh, they tied host uh, Kuwait. However, they lost to Qatar, Malaysia and South Korea to finish last in the five-team group stage. Uh, 1984 was an improvement with two wins over, um, with two wins and a third of five finish uh, in the group there. And then in 1988, uh, their only points came in the fourth game in a win over Japan, uh, and they finished ahead of Japan uh, in fourth place, fourth of fifth there. Yeah, still not passing the group stage though. Mm -hmm. uh, but after reaching the World Cup in 1990, a strong period continued into the Asian Cup. 1992 saw them tie Japan and Iran, as well as beat North Korea to pass a group stage for the first time. However, they lost to Saudi Arabia uh, in the semi-final and then China on penalties to finish fourth. UAE hosted in 1996 and despite tying South Korea in their opener, um, finished first in the group. It took an extra time goal to beat Iraq in the quarterfinals, uh, the first quarterfinal stage of a newly expanded tournament, um, but they beat Kuwait in regular time in the semifinals. That set up a final with Saudi Arabia, which went scoreless to penalties, which they lost. Uh, so second place here remains their best ever Asian Cup result. Right, they followed that up in 2000 uh, with their only non-qualification uh, but they did remain weak in 2004, earning only a single tie with Jordan and finishing last in the group stage. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't much better in 2007. Uh, that started with a loss to the co-host Vietnam, all games in that group uh, taking place in Vietnam. Uh, they did beat Qatar in the third match uh, to finish ahead of them, so finished uh, third or fourth there. Group stage exits continued into 2011 uh, with a draw uh, against North Korea and a last place finish. 2014 marked their only um, recent years of not reaching the final round of World Cup qualifying, but actually 2015 saw a strong Asian Cup. They lost to and finished behind Iran in the group stage, but then beat Japan in the quarterfinals to face hosts Australia in the semis. They lost the match, but ended up beating Iraq uh, in the third place match. Um, 
And then uh, 2019 um, was a good showing, but we will um, talk about that in the recent history. Yes, which we'll move on to, I guess, directly because that's uh, the first tournament we uh, look at. So why don't you just continue on there? Yeah. Um, so um, this was again a, uh, a tournament expanded now to 24 teams. Um, so despite an unconvincing group stage where they tied Bahrain and Thailand, uh, they finished first, uh, beating India. The round of 16 was unconvincing, an extra time goal needed to beat Kyrgyzstan. However, they then beat Australia in regulation time in the quarterfinal, uh, but were no match for the juggernaut Qatar, uh, who thrashed them 4-0 uh, in that semi-final game. Uh, there was no third place match, but uh, finishing in the top four, a very good performance from UAE, which they'll hope to carry on. Yes, they will, for sure. Okay, well, uh, we'll take a look. The next tournament is actually the WAF tournament in 2019. Uh, but we've already said they don't participate in the West Asian Football Federation. So uh, we move on to the Arab Cup in 2021. How did they do there? Yeah, so they entered at the group stage. Um, there they beat uh, Syria and Mauritania, but lost to eventual, eventual finalist Tunisia and finished second in the group stage behind them. That paired them with host Qatar in the quarterfinals, and they lost heavily by a score of 5 nothing. Uh, Qatar, Qatar actually scoring all five goals in the first half. So like the 2019 uh, Asian Cup, it, it ended with a heavy defeat um, by their neighbours. Yeah, Qatar uh, really getting the better of them there. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting tournament, the Arab Cup, uh, bringing in some of the some of the African teams and um, West Asian teams there that normally uh, don't meet each other. So it was kind of interesting to see Mauritania and Tunisia, um, you know, part of the group. What do you think? Yeah, definitely interesting. Interesting to compare uh, confederations too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the uh, uh, last major tournament they've completed is uh, World Cup 2022 qualification. Uh, so let's take a look at that one. Yeah, so the second round group stage um, also was qualifying for this tournament. Um, so, um, yeah, the UAE uh, lost um, in Thailand and Vietnam, but otherwise won all games to finish first in the group, uh, just a point ahead of Vietnam. Um, this included wins uh, in both games over a well-performing Malaysia and then a weak Indonesia, so all their games taking place in the Far East. Um, so that qualified them um, for the final round of World Cup qualifying. Um, they actually got off to a winless start in their first five matches, um, but they rallied in the second half of qualifying, uh, including a win at home to spoil South Korea's first-place bid. Um, Despite being bested by Iraq, the UAE recovered to finish ahead of them and finished third in the group stage. That was enough to get them through to the regional playoff um, where they lost to Australia. Um, I guess that was kind of a, a semi-final of sorts um, and not advancing beyond that. Yeah, Australia went on to the uh, intercontinental playoff um, there and I think they beat Peru to reach the World Cup. But again, a, a pretty decent performance in, in a difficult final round group stage. Yeah, I mean, they, they did finish uh, uh, 11 points, like half the points of second place South Korea. But, uh, you know, I think Iraq and, and Syria are pretty pretty good competition. So coming ahead of those two, 
um, uh, was was a good performance, I think. Yeah. All right, and uh, I guess we don't really need... Oh, hang on, there is one more tournament. Uh, that's the Gulf Cup of Nations in uh, 2023. Yeah, um, where they're uh, regular participants. Um, so they're, um, they were in a 14-group f- uh, stage. Uh, they lost to Bahrain and Kuwait and managed only a draw with Qatar, and they finished last in the group stage with just a single point from their three games. Yeah, so not a great note. Uh, this actually took place after qualifying for the Asian Cup, which we're going to look at right away. So it's the uh, the kind of note that they're coming into the Cup on. Um, and we'll pr- just briefly say that the qualifying for the Asian Cup was actually uh, um, the 2022 World Cup qualifying, yeah? Yeah, and as you mentioned, they finished top of the group with four East Asian teams. That's Vietnam, Malaysia, Thailand, and Indonesia. Uh, winning six of their eight games so no problem qualifying for this tournament right so their um battles will come in the tournament again we were going to do a section on players but we've decided uh to leave that off until an update podcast and we'll move on to uh, our next our third team palestine and we'll begin with a look at their uh, uh participation and strength so take it away Uh, Palestine is a relatively new team to major competitions, entering their first Asian Cup in 2000 and their first World Cup in 2002. They participated consistently, although in 2011, they didn't enter the Asian Cup, but switched to the AFC Challenge Cup, which is kind of a second-tier tournament. Curiously, they failed to show for two individual games um, in rival Singapore in 2007 and 2010, purportedly due to travel problems, um, but they were deemed to have uh, completed those qualifications. Right. And their local zone uh, is also the West Asian Football Federation, or WAF. Uh, but uh, they were one of the six original members uh, there. Um, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll give a bit more detail on that. Uh, also want to say that they've also taken part in the Arab Cup, but they're not part of the uh, Gulf uh, the Gulf Cup group, so they don't participate in the Gulf Cup of Nations. Yeah. In terms of strength, Palestine is a third-tier team in the Asian region. They've never reached the final round of World Cup qualifying. They also never reached the Asian Cup in their early years, and in 2011 dropped to the Challenge, AFC Challenge Cup, which is a competition for weak teams in the region. But winning that cup in 2014 earned them passage to the Asian Cup in 2015. They've reached the two cups since then, thanks to its expansion to 24 teams, which affords entry to some uh, third-tier AFC teams. Right, and we are going to take a look at that uh, AFC Challenge Cup. It's uh, an interesting and maybe not that well-known tournament, uh, but a clever uh, move by the AFC to give uh, weaker teams some, some, um, you know, uh, more exposure. Uh, but we'll get to that soon, and we'll take a look at their World Cup in overview uh, here. So, uh, World Cup overview, Connor. Um, in Palestine's first World Cup entry in 2002, they proved competitive coming second in the semifinal round, but that was as close as they would ever come to the final round. They finished third in 2006 and did not even reach that round in 2010 and 2014. Uh, knocked out in preliminaries by uh, fellow third-tier teams. 
A change in the structure from 2018 had them receiving a bye to the semifinal round, um, a group stage, and their competitiveness improved, stealing points from stronger teams. However, third place finishes in the groups of five still left them well short of reaching that final World Cup qualifying round. Right. And we'll take a look at the uh, Asian Cup in overview here. Uh, and that for uh, Palestine includes the AFC Challenge Cup. We'll explain how that works here. So they were a fairly weak team in Asian Cup qualification in the early years, but actually not so weak that they really belonged in the AFC Challenge Cup when it was created in 2006. And it actually wasn't created uh, nominally for the weak teams. Uh, the AFC said it was created for the developing teams in the Asian region or teams in need of development is the actual quote. Uh, so oddly, uh, Palestine alone participated in both the AFC Challenge Cup and in 2007 Asian Cup qualification. However, they didn't enter the 2011 Asian Cup. Um, nevertheless, they struggled in the Challenge Cup and it did seem to help them develop. After not qualifying in 2010, they finished fourth in 2012 and then won the tournament in 2014. And that win actually qualified them for the 2015 Asian Cup. That was the kind of the reward for the winner of the uh, AFC Challenge Cup. Uh, they lost all three of their games there in 2015, but they continued to improve. Um, but they did become uh, kind of too strong for the AFC Challenge Cup uh, from that point. Um, they challenged second-tier teams at the game level, but not really at the campaign level. Um, they uh, earned enough points, though, to qualify for the expanded Asian Cup from 2019. Uh, and we'll take a look at that uh, uh, cup uh, when we get to the recent section. So there we go. What do you think of the AFC Challenge Cup, Connor? I think it's a great idea. I think we've seen Asia or AFC has a lot of good innovation for finding ways to include second tier teams, not just having them eliminated and kind of sitting doing nothing, but actually finding ways for them to participate through kind of an interesting qualification for the Asian Cup, but also this Challenge Cup. It does provide good opportunities. So I like it. Yeah, yeah. They kind of led the way with that, you know, after past tournaments, you know, weaker teams would just have one preliminary or two preliminary games and then they'd be out of the cup uh, but they found ways to um, uh, uh, they found ways to handle it and then I, I think the rest of the world kind of followed their lead there okay let's take a look before we do the the deep dive into the finals uh, let's take a look at the local cups so uh, we said that uh, Palestine is part of the West Asian Football Federation and how have they done there well, the, um, the same progress that they kind of have made in the region generally is evident in their uh, in the WAF uh, Confederation. So Palestine finished last in the group stage in three editions from 2007 to 10, then third in 2012, then second um, ahead of Saudi Arabia in 2014, and second behind host Iraq in 2019. Um, so the feat is more impressive considering the tournament became tougher with the infusion of golf teams since 2010. So um, some positive performances there. Yeah, on the surface, it looks like, you know, they've just been knocked out in the first round in every game. But when you dig down into it at the game level, 
uh, they're definitely showing progress. It just hasn't really shown at the campaign level uh, yet. Yeah, those second, or I was just going to say those those second place finishes coming in terms of the group stage and not the, the tournament overall. Oh, I yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have been knocked out of the group stage every time, but uh, kind of finishing higher in the table every time. And actually, it's uh, pretty much the same with the Arab Cup. Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, so um, Palestine have actually been fairly consistent participants in the, the on-again, off-again Arab Cup. Of the 10 editions since 1963, they participated in six of them, uh, though falling at the group stage every time, so same as WAF. The competition competition became more significant in 2021 was when it was adopted by FIFA and also brought in some, uh, you know, some of those um, African teams. Yeah. Um, Palestine finished last in a tough group, though, losing to Morocco and Jordan, and then doing well to earn a draw with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that is a tough group. <laughs> Morocco finishing fourth in the in the World Cup shortly after. All right, now it's time for our deep dive, and we saw that they haven't reached uh, the finals of the Asian Cup a lot, but we are going to look at how they uh, did in the Challenge Cup. Uh, um, so it would take... Uh, until 2015 to reach the Asian Cup finals, but their progress towards uh, regu their regular recent qualification uh, can be tracked through that AFC Challenge Cup. Um, uh, so the first edition was in 2006, um, and that saw them beat, uh, that saw them stronger than Guam and Cambodia, who they easily beat, but not much stronger than Bangladesh, who they tied in the group stage. But they nevertheless won the group and then lost to Kyrgyzstan in the quarterfinals there. Uh, unfortunately, they withdrew in 2008, but uh, um, in 2010, they failed to qualify, which marks their lowest point in their regional cup history. That said, the tournament seemed to do its job of developing teams, and Palestine not only qualified in 2012, um, but again won the group stage, uh, suffering only a draw with uh, Turkmenistan. Uh, North, Korea, North Korea, however, uh, proved too strong in the semifinals, and then they lost to an improving Philippines to finish fourth. But they rectified this in 2014, winning the title. They beat Kyrgyzstan on an injury time goal in the group stage opener, and beat Myanmar, um, but in their usual pattern, tied one of their games. Uh, it was Maldives in this edition, um, but it didn't stop them from finishing top the group. A win over Afghanistan in the semifinal, and then over the Philippines in the final, earned them the title and passage into the 2015 Asian Cup. So it is uh, a tale of steady improvement for Palestine. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting to see uh, them performing against some of these weaker teams that we we don't get to see uh, that much. So I like the AFC Challenge Cup. Uh, uh, it gives us kind of insight into the weaker teams. Uh, however, in 2015, they joined the stronger teams. Um, uh, they joined the stronger teams. And uh, sorry, I'm a bit lost in my script here. Um, yeah, basically that 2014 win qualified them for the 2015 Asian Cup. Um, so maybe you want to talk about how they did in the Asian Cup there that year. 
Yeah, well, they ironically kind of proved a little too strong for the AFC Challenge Cup, but still too weak, really, for the Asian Cup. So uh, they didn't win any of their games, losing to Japan, Iraq, and Jordan, and finishing last in the group. Um, however, they did qualify again for the 2019 Asian Cup, and that brings us into our uh, recent tournament. So we'll take a bit of a closer look at that tournament. Um, do you want to take that? Yeah, so in terms of qualification, they finished third in a five-team uh, group. So that means they didn't qualify directly for the Asian Cup, but were sent to a, kind of a second group stage. Um, and uh, there um, they finished uh, level on points with Oman ahead of Maldives and Bhutan, and that uh, brought them into um, the, the 2019 Asian Cup. Um, once there, um, they started with a draw against Syria, then lost to Australia and finished with a draw with Jordan. So they only lost one of their three games, but their, their two points um, left them in third place, so unable to uh, pass the group stage. Yeah, but continued improvement, uh, having lost all games in 2015, I think two ties is pretty good here. Yeah, I agree. Right, and against second-tier uh, teams too. Let's uh, look at their last local uh, cup, the WAF Cup in uh, 2019. And um, how did they do there? They actually put in a pretty good uh, performance. They beat Yemen and Syria, um, tied Lebanon, um, and then lost to Iraq. Um, so they finished second in the group stage. That wasn't enough to advance. Uh, only the, the group winner did. Um, as there's only a final, but um, second out of five is is a decent performance. Yeah, uh, Syria is usually a bit of a stronger team than that. They finished bottom of the table, so uh, they benefited by that. But yes, I would say a fairly consistent performance there. Uh, moving on to the Arab Cup in 2021. Yeah, um, Palestine had to play a qualifier against Comoros, um, but they ended up winning that 5-1. Uh, so I had no problem getting into the um, the group stage of the Arab Cup. Um, but there the competition proved too strong. Losses to Morocco and Jordan, but a tie with Saudi Arabia, as we touched on. Um, you know, saw them get a single point, but finished bottom of the group. Yeah, a tie with Saudi Arabia is pretty good. Okay, and finally we look at uh, World Cup 2022. Uh yeah. How did they do there? Yeah. So Palestine, Palestine entered in the round two group stage, um, but they finished middle of the pack, third of five, uh, well behind uh, Saudi Arabia and also decently behind Uzbekistan, but ahead of Singapore and Yemen. They actually lost all games on the road, but um, won three and tied one of their four games at home, including a tie with Saudi Arabia. So, um, you know, performing well at home, but not enough to carry them through. Yes, uh, all right. And uh, the Gulf Cup of Nations uh, 2023, um, just a reminder that they're not part of the Gulf Cup uh, countries there. So uh, that leaves us with the Asian Cup 2023 qualification. And we just saw that they finished uh, third in 2022 World Cup qualifying. That was round two of three for the Asian Cup. So they went on to round three of three there. Yeah, that was a, a group stage, which excluded the teams that moved that were playing in the final round of World Cup qualifying. 
Um, and there they topped the group with uh, Philippines, Mongolia, and Yemen, uh, winning all three of their games. So um, pretty good performances um, seeing them into this tournament. Yeah, I got to say that was a, a fairly easy, uh, easy group there. Yeah, but three tournaments in a row now for Palestine. Yeah, that uh, that's a good record, and um, it looks like you know a lot of uh, third tier teams, or uh, you know the qualifying competition really comes down to maybe a couple of second tier teams that have poor years, and then a couple of third tier teams that have good years, and uh, that's that's what Palestine did here. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, we will save our discussion of their players for another time. And uh, we'll move on to our fourth team, Hong Kong, uh, and begin with a look at their overall participation and strength. Uh, Hong Kong is a senior Asian team, having participated in the World Cup from 1974 and the Asian Cup from its very beginning in 1956, um, completing qualification without fail. Right, so <laughs> that's pretty uh, pretty straightforward. Their regional group is uh, one that we haven't looked at here, the East Asian Football Federation, and that consists of 10 countries. We won't name them all. Uh, but uh, uh, in terms of strength, they compete uh, with North Korea uh, as the fourth strongest country in the group. The others are China, South Korea, and Japan. And... Um, uh, it's only a four-team tournament, so sometimes they make it and sometimes North Korea make it uh, as the fourth team. But uh, uh, Hong Kong really is out of their depth if they do make it to the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of strength, Hong Kong is really a third-tier team in, in a, the Asian region. They've never come close to reaching the World Cup, and only once in 1978 did they reach the final round of qualifying. They have a stronger history in the Asian Cup, uh, which really takes advantage of their long history in it. The lack of competition in the early years saw them reaching three of the first four cups. They, in fact, hosted the first edition in 1956, which yielded their best result, a third place finish. Since 1968, though, they have failed to qualify for the Asian Cup. All right, and we'll take a look at the World Cup and the Asian Cup in a, a bit uh, closer. A bit of a closer look is what I'm trying to spit out here. Uh, and we begin with the uh, World Cup. Yeah, in the early years of World Cup qualification, they passed the initial rounds, but increasingly they became unable to do so and were struggling even with the weakest teams in Asia. The exception was a period between 1978 and 86. In 1978, Hong Kong finished first in a group um, about four of the best Southeast Asian teams to reach the final round of qualification. That would prove the only time in their history to reach the final round, but they lost all their games once there. Um, though they went on to lose all their games in the final round, um, as I mentioned, um, there was an ongoing rivalry um, with China, and they lost uh, on penalties to China in 1982. In qualifying but avenged in 1986 by knocking China out in the first round. Um, after that though Hong Kong finished near the bottom um, of the semi-final qualifying groups until 2006 while in 2010 and 2014 they didn't even reach the semi-final round. Uh, in 2018 they came reasonably close to reaching the final round finishing third in the semi-final round group uh, just three points um, behind second place China who they tied twice. 
1978, though, as I said, remains the only time they have reached the final round of World Cup qualifying. All right. Well, that is World Cup, but our focus here is a, a little bit more on Asian Cup. So um, in that early history, as Connor mentioned, the uh, tournament seemed quite impressive, and they qualified for three of the first four tournaments. However, the final results, uh, that, that is, uh, finishes between third and fifth place, are a bit flattering because they never actually won a game in the tournament. Uh, qualifying for the tournament was impressive, though, and they do hold the honor of hosting the first edition. But uh, competition grew stiffer over the years, and after 1968, they never qualified again. Uh, hosting the Asian Cup in 1956 um, uh, afforded them their best result, which was a third-place finish. But um, as we'll see, it, it's, it's, not, it's not as impressive as it looks. Uh, they came close in 1976 and in 1980, uh, losing a penalty shootout at the last step of qualification. But they grew ever further uh, from the Cup after that sometimes mildly competitive and sometimes weak in qualifying. In 2007, for example, they twice tied second place Uzbekistan to finish behind them, but in 2011, they only managed a single draw with Yemen. Uh, the expansion of the competition from 2019 gives them a better chance, but that year, as we'll see, saw them in a tough qualifying group. The competition was far milder in 2023, allowing them to finally return to the Cup. And I'll just make a quick note that uh, Hong Kong was eligible for the AFC Challenge Cup um, as a team uh, in need of development. Um, so we looked at that tournament when we looked at Palestine. Um, but they actually refused to, uh, to join that tournament. Uh, they probably would have done well at that level. Uh, but as I said, they made the decision to not enter. So before we do our deep dive into the Asian Cup finals, we'll take a look at the uh, local cup here. Uh, do you want to take that away? Yeah, so this is the East Asian Football Federation. Um, South Korea, Japan and China dominate this region. And as, as you said, Hong Kong and North Korea compete as the fourth strongest team in the region with other teams like Taiwan, Mongolia, and Guam proving far too weak to reach the 14 Cup. Hong Kong has beaten out North Korea to reach the Cup in four of its nine editions since 2003, but once there, though, they're out of their depth and have finished last every time. Right, okay, and uh, that's uh, it. So we'll go to the um, uh, closer look. As we said, in the early years, they were pretty successful, so... Uh, here goes our deep dive. In, in 1956, they were hosts of the Cup, and that allowed them to sidestep, I uh, guess, how many teams, Connor, qualifying for the first Asian Cup? Oh, I haven't a clue. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was surprised. 19 teams entered qualification there. Maybe more than I thought. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. And uh, anyway, they sidestepped all of that because they were the hosts and one of the the four teams in the final tournament, just a four-team tournament there. Uh, they lost their opener to Israel, but they did uh, tie South Korea and South Vietnam to take third place, and that would stand as their best result uh, in the Asian Cup. Yeah, um, Hong Kong didn't qualify in 1960, but they did so in 1964. There they lost all games to uh, 
Israel, South Korea, and India. Um, the result as in 1956, based on their final standing in the group, uh, fourth of four. In 1968, they qualified impressively, but once again seemed out of their league in the tournament, even though two of the five teams were Burma, now Myanmar, and Chinese Taipei, who are currently among the weakest teams, teams in Asia and actually weren't much better at the time. Uh, they tied Chinese Taipei, but finished fifth of five behind them. Yeah, I'll just clear up uh, maybe a confusion here that uh, Chinese Taipei is really Taiwan, but I think uh, FIFA sticks with Chinese Taipei because uh, China feels that Taiwan is more like a province and uh, FIFA doesn't want to offend them, so they, they retained the name Chinese Taipei. Yeah, so I guess that wraps up Hong Kong's history uh, in the finals to this point, and they haven't qualified since. Um, however, a new chapter begins with their successful qualification to the tournament uh, in 2023 after a gap of 55 years. So welcome, wow. back, welcome back, Hong Kong. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, we will look at, even though they didn't qualify uh, in 2019 in our recent uh, tournament history, uh, we're going to start with that and see how close they came. Yeah, so um, they joined in round two, which was a five-team group stage. Um, they finished in the middle of the pack behind Qatar and China, but ahead of the, the weak Maldives and Bhutan. Um, that qualified them to uh, a third round of, of qualifying, another group stage. But there they finished third of four behind Lebanon and North Korea and only ahead of Malaysia. So that wasn't enough to qualify for the tournament. Yeah, a pretty, uh, a pretty tough grouping um, when you look at the other groups in round three of three because, uh, as you pointed out earlier, none of the top teams uh, take part in round three of th uh, three. They qualify uh, automatically in the previous round. So a tough group there. Uh, let's take a look at World Cup 2022 qualifying. Yeah, so um, they actually weren't one of the bottom-ranked 12 teams to play in the preliminary round, so they joined in the round two or, or semi-final round group stage. Um, they performed kind of typical of the fourth-seeded team in the group, losing all their games to Iran and Iraq, doing well to steal a draw from Bahrain, um, which actually spoiled their campaign, um, and then um, getting a draw and a win against Cambodia. Um, so, as expected, they came in as a fourth seed and finished fourth in the group, um, so not enough to qualify for the final round. That's right. Okay, uh, in their local cup, uh, we have said that they're a bit out of their league uh, if they do make it to the final round. So, they did well to make it to the final round ahead of uh, North Korea in 2022, but they lost all games once there uh, to the to the usual uh, uh, customers there, Japan, South Korea, and China. Um, uh, so, yeah, little chance of uh, winning the cup there. And uh, we'll take a look finally at their qualification for this cup. Yeah, so I mentioned they finished fourth of five in the World Cup 2022 uh, group stage, round two. Um, so not enough to go to the final round of World Cup qualifying or to qualify for this cup automatically but good enough to take them to the round three qualifying tournament. There it was again a four-team group stage. Um, and here they beat Afghanistan and Cambodia um, and then lost to India in their final round, in their final game, but nevertheless finished second in the group and, and qualified on that basis. Right, yeah. So a bit of an easier group here than in uh, 
2019 qualifying, but uh, a bit of a bad note to go into the cup on with a heavy loss to India, which will probably be one of the weaker teams uh, in the Asian Cup. Yeah. Okay, and again, we will uh, forestall our uh, look at their players until a future podcast. And that brings us to the end of part two and the history of the teams. And on to part three, where we do a bit of comparing and then have a discussion about uh, the uh, prospects of these teams. So our comparison actually starts with the uh, pot orders and the ranking. Yeah, so the pot one team is Iran. Um, they're actually the second highest ranked Asian team coming into this tournament. Um, we'll get into their rankings um, short, shortly, or should we do that? Should we do that now? Uh, no, maybe just go through the pots and then. Sure. So Iran, um, yeah, it was a pot one team. UAE is a pot two team. Um, there were six teams in pot two actually in each of the pots, and UAE were second, so fairly high up in pot two. Um, Palestine came from the middle of pot three and then Hong Kong were in pot four and actually are the second lowest ranked team in the tournament, only Indonesia behind them. Right. So Hong Kong, they're uh, uh, the weakest team in pot four, but facing teams uh, that were ranked third or higher, uh, third of six or higher from the other parts. So a bit of an uphill battle for Hong Kong there. Yeah, tough group stage for sure. Okay, let's take a look then at the FIFA and uh, ELO rankings. We've said on the podcast uh, many times that we actually put a bit more uh, faith in the ELO rankings, but uh, we'll look at them both. Yeah, they, uh, the, the two rankings are pretty close for Iran, who are 22nd in FIFA and 26th in ELO. Um, they've kind of moved up kind of over the past decade when they were 67th in FIFA and as low as 42 in ELO. And kind of have, have spent a bit of time in the in the thirties and twenties, probably a slightly higher ranking now than in in past couple of years, partly because of a you know a respectable showing in the most recent World Cup. Yeah, I mean they definitely have become more consistent in World Cup qualifying, and we saw that they uh, uh, had three quarterfinal finishes in the Asian Cup, uh, which was a bit of a disappointment until they reached the semifinals in 2019. So. Uh, a bit of upward progression for uh, Iran, I would say. Yeah. Um, the UAE, UAE are, yeah. are 72nd in FIFA and 91st in ELO. 72nd probably matches their 10-year average in FIFA. Um, but 91st in ELO actually has shown them kind of come down a little bit. Um, they're kind of generally, um, you know, in that in the 80 to 90 range. Um, but 91st a bit lower. Um, a decade ago, they were 52nd in ELO, so it's a drop since that time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hosting the Asian Cup in 2019 helped, but they've been fairly hot and cold, uh, especially we saw uh, they don't participate much uh, in the local tournaments other than the Gulf Cup. So, um, um, yeah, not great results lately. In terms of Palestine, we, we've kind of put together a story of steady improvement and it actually shows in their rankings. They're 96th in FIFA and 97th in ELO. And in both systems, they've shown steady improvement from 137th and 138th uh, over the past 10 years. Um, so slow and steady, but um, above 100 now, which is good for them. Yeah, I'm kind of interesting, like just six points behind uh, UAE in um, 
Uh, in the ELO rankings, that's 24 points in the FIFA rankings. Which do you consider more accurate there? Um, I guess we'll talk about that in our um, in our discussion, how close we see these two teams. Um, I maybe favor FIFA here, though, but um, I'm not sure if you agree. But we'll get uh, well, into that. I think you're right. Uh, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, trying to engage you in discussion already, but let's uh, move on to the rankings and have that discussion a bit later. Yeah, so the last team is Hong Kong. They're 149th in FIFA, but 170th in, in ELO. Um, it's kind of where they've been recently. They've actually fallen a little bit from where they were, you know, um, kind of five or six years ago, um, but pretty steady. Um, they're always kind of around that 140 mark in, in FIFA and 160 to 170 in ELO, or at least have been for the last decade. So no real movement for Hong Kong. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, well, it's on the screen for YouTube watchers, but for listeners, we'll maybe just summarize. Uh, beginning with the FIFA rankings, we have Iran at 22, UAE at 72, Palestine at 96, and Hong Kong at 149. So a lot of separation among the teams there. Uh, do you want to summarize ELO? Yeah, so ELO is mostly agrees. It's, it's 26 for Iran. Um, UAE and Palestine are much closer, though, 91st and 97th so like you said a much smaller gap and then actually hong kong although they're the consensus fourth team are quite a bit lower in elo 170th so that's a lot of points behind to pot three palestine right well let's see if these uh if these are kind of consistent with the head-to-head -head rankings so uh let's begin with um uh, iran and uae and maybe if you uh just give the general record and i'll add any details that seem pertinent yeah, and I'll just mention that this includes only uh, Asian Cup and World Cup records. That's qualifying in tournaments, not kind of the varied regional cups. Right. Um, but Iran has a record of 10 wins, three draws, and no losses to the UAE. Yeah, that's right. Uh, their most significant meeting was in 2002 World Cup qualifying, where they met in the regional playoff there. Uh, Iran won both games, so uh, left... Um, uh, and so they progressed to the intercontinental playoff uh, there. Uh, the two ties, that, or two of the three ties, were in 2010 World Cup qualifying, where they met in the semifinal and in the final round uh, there. And their most recent meeting uh, in 2022 saw Iran winning twice, uh, both legs. And an interesting uh, data point here, Connor, UAE has only ever scored one goal over these 13 games against Iran. Wow, they will uh, certainly have to do better than that um, yeah. this time. Okay, what's next? Next we have Iran versus Hong Kong. Um, and the golf in uh, ranking shows here, Iran have six wins from six matches against Hong Kong. Yeah, not much to go on here. I mean, the 1968 Asian Cup um, uh, finals there, uh, was their first meeting, and we saw that Hong Kong was a bit stronger back then. Uh, since 1990, uh, since 1988, though, they've only met once, and that was in 2022 World Cup qualifying, where uh, Iran both uh, won both legs, although not by huge margins. It was two nothing and three one. Mm -hmm. Um, next, we have Iran versus Palestine. They've actually never met in those tournaments, so this will 
kick off their um this will be their first meeting between those two sides um but then uae versus hong kong they've only met twice um two nil or both games sorry going to uae yeah and those games were in their 2015 asian cup qualifying so fairly recent but uh uh uae won both games but i think uae was a bit stronger then than they are now i, I would be surprised to see uh uae winning maybe four nothing this time around yeah like they won both games in 2015. yeah um uae versus palestine they only have two matches um, a win and a draw for UAE, so that gives them the winning record. Yeah, and that was fairly recent. That was in uh, the semi-final round of 2018 World Cup qualifying. And uh, actually, um, yes, uh, uh, in the in the away leg there, uh, UAE um, only managed to tie Palestine, but won at home. Pretty and then Palestine... Uh, versus Hong Kong. They actually met in 2002 World Cup qualifying, which was Palestine's first uh, kick at the can. Um, but Palestine uh, had a win and a draw over Hong Kong. Yeah, so they hold a superior record uh, in the head-to-head, but we can't really um, uh, read much into that because it was so long ago. All right, well, we move on to... Uh, no, just a quick word on odds. We We... Uh, often talk about odds not to promote betting here, but just to see how the uh, odds makers are viewing the tournament. But uh, we'll have to save that to our update podcast as I have scoured uh, sites looking for uh, odds, um, but uh, there don't seem to be any available yet. But I am always curious to see uh, what they make of things. So that brings us on to uh, the discussion part and our discussion about the... uh, prospects of these teams we usually kind of start by whether we agree or disagree with the odds but uh maybe we'll go with the fifa rankings here uh that have them separated by a lot and do you see it that way the teams are pretty much one two three and four according to pot order or do you see a challenge in here um i i probably mostly agree with the pot order I, I do think Iran are the strongest team um, here. I don't really see them being threatened for first place. And I do see Hong Kong, you know, this is their first appearance in 55 years. I, I don't see them really challenging kind of any of the top three, um, certainly at the at the group level. Um, Palestine and UAE, we mentioned that they're they're close in, in um, ELO, a little bit further in FIFA. I, I already said I kind of maybe agree with FIFA a little bit more. Um, I think there's some room between second and third. I think, you know, Palestine, an improving team, are are capable of a surprise. Um, but UAE also had a pretty good tournament recently. So, um, you know, kind of tough to say, but what do you, what do you say um, in terms of the, the FIFA rankings? Yeah, I, I really uh, think it'll, it'll finish by part order here. I, I don't see... Um... I, I don't agree with ELO that uh, the Palestine is as close to UAE as they are. I do see, you know, um, UAE maybe lapsing to the point of giving up a tie, but uh, I think that's as much uh, as much as they would give up. They didn't have a good uh, Gulf Cup of Nations uh, there. Uh, they lost to Bahrain and Kuwait. And um, I'm just uh, looking at the uh, Arab Cup here where they... Uh, I guess they weren't bad, but um, uh, they didn't impress either. So I do see a bit of shudder in the UAE, but uh, 
I, I really just see them giving up a tie. Uh, Iran, on the other hand, I, I, I would be really surprised if they tied any of these teams because they've improved in the sense of uh, consistency over the past, um, well, 10 years, really. Uh, and I don't think they'll give up a point. Yeah. So do you see um, any any change in the, uh, the pot order likely or, or where do you see that likeliest, perhaps? I kind of came into the tournament thinking um, uh, Hong Kong might uh, challenge Palestine, but we actually skipped the sections in the podcast on uh, recent fixtures, and Hong Kong haven't played many, uh, and we, we skipped the section on players too, so a lot of their veterans uh, didn't seem to be playing in recent games, so it made me um, a bit skeptical about Hong Kong. Uh, they have improved uh I guess you could say they've improved. They were a bit unlucky in their grouping in 2019. So uh, I, I put their failure to qualify down to that uh, more than I do to to any improvement in form for 2023. But um, yeah, when I looked at the players and the recent form, um, I became a bit skeptical whether Hong Kong could actually uh, challenge even Palestine. I think they would do great really just to get a draw or even respectable score lines in their losses here, but uh, not enough really to challenge even for third place. Yeah, almost all of um, Hong Kong's players play domestically. Um, it's actually a similar story for UAE, but you know the Hong Kong league is not not that strong. So, um, yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think Hong Kong a point is probably unlikely, um, partly because of Palestine's recent improvement. Um, and then I would probably agree with you that the UAE, um, you know, not enough to challenge Iran, but probably should be ahead of Palestine um, in this group. Yeah, I mean, it is true that UAE's players all play domestically, but I think the reason for that is uh, they get paid well in the, UA the UAE, so they don't really have any motive to, to, to leave and play in outside leagues. They're a bit unique that way, but Saudi Arabia and and UAE, uh, I don't think they really have ambitions to get to get players onto teams uh, in Europe, even though that would add a bit of status to the players' resume. Uh, just because they get paid well at home, probably couldn't couldn't get paid as well outside their country. Whereas Hong Kong, it's it's more of the the players aren't really good enough to play uh, outside. But um, yeah, I didn't mean to bring this down to players. Uh, though in terms of the team's history, I think it, it's pretty much uh, according to the pot order. And I think at best we would see uh, a tie. Um, I, I'd be very surprised to see, for example, Palestine beat UAE or Iran or one of the lower teams beating one of the stronger teams. Yeah, so a very uh, a nine six three zero points total you think is is kind of a likely outcome? Yeah, I mean, there there is room. I'm always down for a, a bit of an upset. I just don't see it in this group. Uh, but I mean, it would be it would be fun to see Hong Kong, you know, challenge for second place. I would love it, but uh, I don't see it in the history that we've talked about, or or um, uh, in in the players uh, that I've looked at too. Yeah. Iran are ranked second among Asian teams. Do you see them having a chance of winning the entire tournament? 
Oh, that's a good question to bring into it because honestly, I'm trying to stretch out the discussion here because I feel that there's not that much to talk about. Uh, but that is a more interesting question. And yeah, I think Iran would uh, uh, disappointing to finish in the quarterfinals for uh, three tournaments in a row before 2019. Semi-final is certainly, um, you know, kind of a more apt finish for them. But I think they're capable of... Uh, of winning the whole thing how about you yeah i think you know they have a shot at it i mean they won three tournaments in a row but not since um i think kind of iran you know their world cup consistency and performances kind of show that they you know they are one of the top tier teams in asia and it's it's been a long time for iran they're kind of do a win so you know they've got good players i think they've got a strong team this year um i think there's no reason why they kind of couldn't go all the way I agree. I mean, I think they finished first in the in the final round qualifying of the World Cup the last two, maybe even three times. And uh, it's a bit hard on them, too, that they haven't passed a group stage of the World Cup. A bit, uh, a bit unlucky there. True, a bit flat in 2022. Uh, uh, really, they were very close in 2018. So I think uh, I think they are at the level of uh, Japan and South Korea. Uh, in this region so so they could take the title yeah uae um you know had a really good 2019 where they uh 2019 asian cup um they uh they got all the way to the semi-finals there before heavy loss to qatar um i probably don't see them getting past the semi you know getting as far this time but you know it they'll be um they're very they're playing very close to home which could be a bit of an advantage um, but yeah, I see Iran. They're really the only kind of top first tier team in this group. And I think really the only team with a realistic shot at going kind of far or all the way. Yeah, I mean, if I do see potential for uh, a, a lapse here, I would put it to, to UAE. I mean, they were uh, host of the tournament in 2019. And then they haven't looked that great since, uh, in, especially in the Gulf Cup. There, I'm not sure whether they send their best players to the Golf Cup, but I think they do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the other thing, Connor, too, is that uh, uh, four of the six groups will have a third-place team going through. So I think, uh, you know, maybe Palestine uh, snatching a tie off UAE um, or even Hong Kong could, could see them through in first. Do you think that's possible? I think a team would need more than three points. Three points would probably get some teams through. Um, yeah. I, I, if they beat Hong Kong by a decent margin and kind of keep the scores low in their other games, that gives them a shot and maybe that would be their, you know, a bit of a name. I'm sure they would like to tie UAE, but, you know, I think maybe they could get through with three points and a decent goal differential. Yeah, that's going to be tough uh, against Iran. I don't see any of the teams. We saw that UAE has only scored one goal over their 13 games against Iran. So it'll be that much tougher for Palestine and Hong Kong. They probably won't give up a goal. Uh, Iran, is uh, is Iran a team that runs up the score? I, I'm not sure. They're capable of it. They're capable of it in this group and I think might want to lay down lay down a marker um yeah you meant you make a good point I, I mentioned uae getting to the semi-finals in the last cup but of course that they did have home field advantage i think iran are are cut above the other teams um yeah and are capable of nine points yeah i think iran did run up the score in in uh, i think it was 2002 qualifying they had some 
like 31 nothing or, or something over uh, over very weak teams but um I, I think I'm right in saying that. I'm not dead sure. But I, I think generally, actually, they're not a team that really runs up the score. So uh, it, it's possible for a third-place team to go through here, even if they do just get three points. But I'm sure Palestine uh, and even Hong Kong will be really pushing for a tie against uh, one of the top teams to get that four points. Yeah. Just a footnote, in 2022 World Cup qualifying, which is also qualifying for this tournament, they put 24 goals past Cambodia in two games, so oh. <laughs> they, they, they showed no they showed no restraint there. <laughs> okay, well that pretty much answers my question. I was going back uh, 20 years, and I I just needed to go back a year. <laughs> well, uh, if that is the case, then that that may may make the goal differences too big uh, for one of those teams to qualify uh, uh, as a third place team. Yeah, this goal difference probably is a big factor there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've uh, I, I'm 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 tired of your equivocating, and so I want you to lay it out flat. How is this group going to end? Well, I think we're we're in agreement here that it'll stick with pot order. We see a clear division between each of the teams. So I say Iran, UAE, Palestine, Hong Kong. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish there was a bit more to discuss uh, about the. <laughs> I think we uh, stretched it out as much as we could, but that's yeah. that's the pot order I see too. Uh, hopefully, some of the other groups will will give a little bit more to uh, argue about. That's right. Okay, well, that's it for Group C. So uh, you see our. Um, uh, you see our uh, links on the bottom and check the show notes if you're listening to the podcast because uh, we have a lot of information that we put in there uh, that will lead you uh, to other things. Uh, and meanwhile, Colin, we'll see you for Group D. See you then. We originally planned to tag on our past, present and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We'd like to thank Navur Abachan and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Craft.